This is a Courageous Church podcast, equipping and empowering you to live a courageous life. Join us now as we listen to a message from Courageous Church in Salt Lake City, Utah. If you have your Bibles, go with me to Joshua chapter 1. We're going to pick up where we left off last week with verses 1 through 5, and I'm just going to read it, and then we're going to get into the message. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, therefore, arise and go over this Jordan, you and all this people, into the land that I am giving to them, to the people of Israel. And every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given to you, just as I promised to Moses. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. Just as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you, and I will not forsake you. Now, I made a comment last week that there's three things that we see in this passage. Number one, Moses is dead, meaning that the old is gone. That old season is gone, and some of you need to let go of your Moseses. You've been trying to hold on to old moments and the glory days and, and all those, right, those monuments of old. You need to let go because Moses is dead. The second thing is that it's time to cross over Jordan. Put that slide up, Keats. It's time to cross over Jordan. And we've done that, amen. We've crossed over South Jordan, and, and now we're here. And then the third thing is we have his presence. We have his presence, amen. We have the assurance of God's presence with us. And I made the remark that we have been commissioned by the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords to be on mission with him. And last week we looked at how we've received that commission to go and reach people with the hope that we have in Christ. Amen. So picking up from where we left off, the title of my message today is this. We are a courageous people. We are a commissioned people and we are a courageous people. Turn with me to Joshua chapter 1 verses 6 through 9. We're going to move quickly for the sake of time. And it says this, be strong and courageous for you shall cause, you shall cause this people to inherit the land that I swore to their fathers to give them. Be strong and very courageous, being careful to do according to all the law that Moses, my servant, commanded you. So there's a roadmap that I want you to follow, Joshua. I don't want you to veer to the left or the right, that you may have good success wherever you go. Verse 8. And this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful, say careful, careful to do all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good success. Have I not commanded you? He says it a third time. Be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened and do not be dismayed for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. In this passage, the Lord tells Joshua three times to be what? To be what? To be strong and courageous and not just courageous, very courageous. I made the comment last week that that he tells them three times because he needed to be told three times. Parents, do you ever have to tell your kids more than once? Yeah, I have to do it all the time. And my kids are here and they're just like shaking their head at me right now. But it's true. As parents, you got to tell your kids over and over and over until they get it. Because sometimes they get distracted or sometimes they forget. Don't we do the same? We sure do. So this morning, I just want to move quickly. And I want to talk to you guys about three things that I see in this text Three ways that I believe God is calling you and I to be courageous in the days ahead. Are you with me? All right. What are the three ways that God wants us? Here's the question. What are the three ways that God wants us to exhibit courage, to showcase courage in the days ahead? Let's throw them up there. Number one, God wants us to be courageous in being. Key word there is be. 
Number two, God wants us to be courageous in our focus. And number three, God wants us to be courageous in our trust. Let's start with the first one, number one. Courageous in being. And we see it right here in verse six. Be strong and courageous. Next slide. Be strong and courageous, for you shall cause us people to inherit the land that I swore to their fathers to give them. Verse seven, only be strong and very courageous, being careful to do according to all the law that Moses, my servant, commanded. You guys notice something right off the bat here? It's something that I think is actually modeled for us. It's an important, we could call it life principle, spiritual law, but it's this. Action flows from being. Action or doing flows out of being. What do I mean by that? Well, before God has Joshua, next slide, Keats. Before God has Joshua do anything, you notice the progression here. Be strong and courageous, for then you shall cause, right? Then you shall act. Verse 7, be strong and very courageous, being careful to then do according to all the law. But what's the progression here? Being precedes doing. Action flows out of being. Next slide, Keaton. Thank you. A little slow on the uptake back there this morning. Didn't get his coffee. Action flows out of being. We could say it this way. Your actions flow out of your identity. Who you are. God says, Joshua, I'm calling you to be something that you currently are not. And that is strong and courageous. Why? Because I have something for you to do. Some of us get the cart before the horse. We get out and we just do. Do, 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 do. Any doers in the room? Yeah. You're really good at getting stuff done. And I applaud you. My wife's a doer. She's like, all right, give me the script. All right, let's go. And I'm like, hold on a second. I need to process. Any processors in the room? Yeah, a lot more hands went up. I need to just sit with this. I need to be. I need to, I need to think and contemplate and measure and emote. Yeah, I'm, I'm like David. I'm, I'm that emo guy, right? But I need to be. But it's important for all of us to understand that, that we can't adequately do the things that God is calling us to do until we can be who God is calling us to be. Before we can be of any help to anybody else, we need to become the kinds of people that, em that embody the life of God. Do you guys believe that? And that's why God says, Joshua, I want you to be strong and courageous. I want you to focus on this becoming your identity. When my son Liam, who's in the back, was really small, he used to come up to me and he'd grab my face and he'd go, Dad, do you know who you really are? I don't know where he picked it up from, but he just, he just, he'd get up on the couch, you know, little, little two, three-year-old guy, just kind of climb up on dad's lap and grab my cheeks and just, dad, do you know who you really are? And I was like, I think so. <laughs> I guess I'll have to think about it now, son. But I believe that's what the Lord wants us to ask ourselves. Do you, church, do you know who you really are in him? Not in what the world says about you, not in what your boss says or your spouse says or your ex-wife or your ex-boyfriend says about you, but what does God say about you? You see, this is important. This is crucial. This is paramount that we get this, that as a courageous people, we look to God's word. It's the word of God that needs to define 
and shape our what? Our being, our being, our identity. And right now we live in a world of corporate sponsors and influencers. Some of you guys on social media, you, you see these people that have become celebrities overnight. We call them influencers. And what are they doing? They're shaping people's identities, the way that they see themselves, the way that they be. <laughs> and God, being a good father, wants to reshape us into the kinds of people who are going to look more and more like Jesus in the days ahead, that are going to be who he's created us to be. And we see this even with Jesus himself. It was the same when Christ was baptized in the Jordan River by John. What happens? Let's put it up there. Mark 1, verse 11. God says to him, you are my, put it up there, you are my beloved son. With you I am well pleased. Do you guys see the statement of being here? God the Father says to Jesus, you are my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. And Jesus hasn't even done a single miracle yet. He hasn't healed the sick. He hasn't raised the dead. He hasn't cleansed the lepers. He hasn't flipped over any tables. He hasn't gone to the cross. And yet God is already pleased with who he is. Why? Because Jesus was beloved of the Father. He was in his being the beloved. Did you guys know that in Christ Jesus, when you put on Christ, like Paul talks about, you enter into that beloved. You are the beloved of God in Christ Jesus. That's who you are. That's your new identity in him. That's why it's so imperative that we get this before we rush out to try to conquer darkness and do mighty works in Christ's name, that we understand who we are. We are beloved of God. Can I tell you this? As a pastor now for over 20 years, so much of my time is spent just trying to help believers get past the identity crisis, to get, to, to figure out who they are. And I, I do this with people that are 50, 60, 70, sometimes 80 years old. So it's not an age thing, okay? It really isn't. I, I work with 20-year-olds who, who, who know who they are in Christ, and I work with 60 and 70-year-olds who sometimes don't know who they are in Christ. So it's not an age thing, all right? Young people, be encouraged. Old people, be encouraged. It's about you knowing who you are based on what God's word says about you. Remember what Paul said to the people of God in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10. Finally, my brethren or my brothers and sisters, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Where are we supposed to be strong and courageous, church? In the Lord. Our identity is in him. And where do we draw our power from? His might. This isn't about us trying to pick ourselves up, you know, from our own bootstraps, right? This is about us entering into our identities in Christ. Paul says, you've put off that old man, you've put on the new. We have become new creations in him. We are the beloved of God. We are chosen, righteous, ransomed, redeemed, forgiven. That alone should cause us to rejoice. But can I tell you something? So many people get stuck right there where they're not sure. I don't know if I believe that. Oh, I sinned, you know, yesterday. I don't know if that means I'm, I'm beloved anymore, forgiven. No, 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 no. Jesus already dealt with that on the cross. That's who you are. Regardless of how you act, that's who you are. Now shape up and act right. <laughs> but the, the, the cart can't get ahead of the horse. We've got to get the being part right. So we need to be courageous in our being. Number two, 
We need to be courageous in our focus. Say focus. Verse 7. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left, that you may have good success wherever you go. The book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, Joshua, but you shall what? Meditate on it day and night. What do you see emphasized in this part of the passage? Focus. Focus. Have any of you ever tried to to focus or meditate on something? When I was younger, I used to do Taekwondo. And my sensei would say, Jason, son, you must focus your energy on one thing. And I would try to do that until I started thinking about lunch or what I was going to have for dinner or the homework I didn't finish or the girl I had a crush on, right? Or whatever it is. Have you ever tried to like think on something for a while? Have you ever tried to just like pray and meditate on God's word and then all of a sudden your mind starts racing all over the place? You're like Jason's son. You need to learn how to focus and meditate your energy on one thing and one thing alone, the word of God. It's hard to focus these days because we're surrounded by distractions. We have, what, text message notifications going off all the time. We have social media and Instagram reels. We have YouTube. We have Netflix and Hulu and scam calls. Oh, my gosh. I get like 20 scam calls a day. I almost just stop answering my phone now because I know it's going to be a scam call. But every time I get one, it just pulls me out of what I'm in. So it's hard to focus, and I understand this. But what if we took all of our kind of wasted energy and thoughts and put them toward meditating on God's word like God is telling Joshua to do here? What do you think would happen if we did that? God actually tells us in the next part of the verse. Verse 8, for then you will, next slide. No, there it is. For then you will make your way, what? Prosperous. Young people, you want to be prosperous? Learn to meditate on God's word. Old people, you want to have good success? Learn to meditate on God's word. It's a really simple formula. It doesn't mean it's easy. But notice here something that I think we often miss. Can we go to the next slide, Liam? Keep going. Aha, here it is. For then you will make your way prosperous. Notice this is God speaking to Joshua. God is not saying, Joshua... If you meditate on my word, I will make your your way prosperous. He says, you'll do it. Some of us are like, oh man, I wish God would just show up and, you know, help me win a million dollars and my lottery ticket and all, right? We're just like wishing. We're at the wishing well, the cosmic wishing well. We're just throwing our wishes in. Oh, if God would just rain down blessings. God's like, no, no, no. You want to make your way prosperous? Here's the formula, you guys. Let the words of the law not depart from your mouth. Meditate on it day and night. Think about it. Focus on it. So we need to be courageous with our focus. That means sometimes we need to cut out distractions. You guys know I've been on a quest. I've been on a journey. I've been trying to just eliminate things that distract me in life. It's really hard. Some of you older ones, remember how simple it was back in the day when all you had to do was just unplug the phone line and like unplug the TV. Can I tell you guys, it's still kind of that simple. You just got to be intentional about it. You got to take your phone. Let me show you how to do this. Do I have it? This is going to blow your mind, millennials, Gen Zers. You guys ready for this? Watch this. So you, you press down these two buttons, the left and the right, and then you go slide to power off. 
know it's hard. It's complicated. God, I don't know what to do. Why my life's not a success? I'm not prospering on. Oh, I need to focus. I'm being a little snarky. I know that that's hard to do. I know that we have responsibilities. I'm not saying abdicate your responsibilities. What I'm saying is we have to be courageous and work hard at eliminating distractions so that we can focus on what matters. Anybody feeling me this morning? All right. Finally, number three, and then we're going to close. God wants us to be courageous in trust. Put it up there, Liam. I don't know what's going on with the delay today, but ah, nope, go back one slide. There, ah, nope, go forward a slide. Ah, there it is. Courageous in trust. I knew I shouldn't have fed you guys Skittles for breakfast. That was a mistake. We need to be courageous and trust. I want you to see what verse 9 says. Have I not commanded you? Be strong, next slide, and courageous. Wake up. Be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened and do not be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Oh, can I tell you guys, if I didn't believe this, we wouldn't be here today. (laughs) You wouldn't be here today. You wouldn't have got out of bed this morning if you didn't believe this. So congratulations. You're already courageous in trust. But I want us to get this in our hearts. I want it to be solidified down in our souls. Because being a courageous people means that you either trust that God is going to be with you or you don't. You guys, trust is so important. It's so important. Your faith, your hopes, your dreams, all of it is built on what? On trust. So the question I want to ask as we prepare to close is this. In whom do you trust? Now you can put it up there. Now you can put it up there. In whom do you trust? In whom do you trust? It's ironic that on much of our money is printed the statement, in God we trust. My question for us is, do we really mean that? Do we still mean that? I think maybe at the time that was printed, our nation believed that and meant that. I don't know anymore. I don't know. You know, when it came to money, Jesus said you can only serve one of two masters. You can either serve God or you can serve money. In other words, you can either trust in your ability to make money and make it happen. I'm going to make it happen. Or you can trust in the Lord to provide it. What about when it comes to your dreams or your career? Do you trust God with that? Are you frantically trying to make that happen on your own? In other words, are you anxious or do you have peace? What about when it comes to your spouse or your kids or your family? Do you trust that God knows how to care for them better than you do? Are you still trying to be the provider or have you gotten the revelation that God wants to be the provider? I'll tell you what, when I got that revelation, it changed everything for me. Because it freed me up from a life of striving. I've got to make it happen. I've got to put food on the table. I've got to provide to going to the source, Jehovah Jireh, my provider. The one who takes care of all my needs. What did David said? The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. The same word in the Hebrew for shepherd is the same word for Jireh. It means provider, caretaker, the one who feeds you from his hand. It's a beautiful picture. When we understand where our source of provision comes from, it comes from the Lord. 
Do you trust that God knows how to care for you and provide for each and every one of your needs? These are the questions I think we wrestle with subconsciously, but that we need to be thinking about if we're going to be courageous in trust. To be courageous in trust means, and this is my final point, that we're willing to put it all on the line, no matter the outcome. To believe that God is, in fact, trustworthy. Maybe you're here today and you're still making up your mind about that in one of these categories or areas of your life, and that's fine, but can I encourage you based on what I've come to see and experience from my own relationship with the Lord over 30 years now following Jesus? He's absolutely trustworthy. He's absolutely trustworthy. And not only is he trustworthy, he's worthy of it all. I love that song that we sang this morning. It's powerful, wasn't it? Can you just feel this place just rise? Like, whew, I just felt the presence of God in that. He's worthy of it all. Jesus is worthy of it all. He's worthy of your trust. He's worthy of your focus. He's worthy of your obedience. He's worthy of your highest praise. He's worthy of you presenting your body as a living sacrifice. He's worthy of it all. So let me encourage us as Jen comes back to tickle the ivories. Let me encourage you to take a small step of courage today. To take a small step of faith. Maybe that begins with your confession, what you're speaking over your mouth. Do you get up going like, this is going to be a sucky day. This is going to, oh, I got all this stuff to do. Or do you get up saying like, Lord, thank you. Whoa, there we go. Woo. That's all right. <laughs> we'll just have to learn to fade that knob in a little bit. It's good. Maybe we can pull it back just a little bit because I don't think I can compete with that. There we go. That helps. <laughs> I love it. So maybe that's, for some of us today, that's the challenge. Yeah, that's the invitation. It's a small step of faith. It's to speak something from your mouth to declare something that isn't as though it is. To speak over your day words of life and affirmation. To speak over your spouse, your wife, words of life and affirmation. Your husband, words of life and affirmation. I'm not looking at you, dudes. <laughs> to speak life. Maybe it's a, a willingness to follow Jesus into a new endeavor, into a new venture to risk something that you haven't risked, or maybe it's just a boldness to believe. God, I'm gonna believe you. I'm gonna believe you, I'm gonna take you at your word. I'm gonna trust you with all that I am. Whatever that looks like for you guys today, don't wait until tomorrow, do it today. Start doing it today, amen. Thank you for listening today. If you were blessed and you wanna be a part of what God is doing through Courageous Church, including ways that you can give, visit us online at courageouschurch.com.